0: La
1: la. la. la, la, la. TD is crazy. TD is
0: crazy. Woo. Watch out now. It's time for Tana Denise.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Mar. I am Ray Rai And this is
0: Tana Denise.
1: So you guys, it's fall.
0: Yeah, this this weather is the bee's knees. You know, this is what I needed. Yeah. Um... I was tired of being hot all the time Mm -hmm. So, you know With the weather and just waking up And it's cold and, you know Putting on your hoodie is the great It's so
1: crisp I just tweeted a um, quote from F. Scott Fitzgerald About how, like, the crisp of fall Makes, like, the world come alive Come on, quote And I just feel like I'm so alive right now I've had so much energy And I've had a great weekend And I've just been so productive And then we had that heavy rain. Mm. Oh, it just felt like the Wizard of Oz. The storms, the leaves,
0: the trees, the breeze.
1: Okay. And it's hoodie season. We both have on our hoodies. Yeah. Two of our favorite hoodies. This
0: is like... This hoodie has been with me since the dawn of time. That is
1: your favorite hoodie. I love when you put your hood up and you have your shorts on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wore my shorts... Like, when the first day was, like, fall, real fall weather, Mm. I wore my shorts and my hoodie. And I... Felt more alive than I'd have all year. People don't get that, but my legs don't get cold. My upper body gets cold though. Yeah. So
1: you have to, like, I'm accommodating myself.
0: And I saw a guy when I was driving that day, I saw a guy in a hoodie and shorts, and I said, You get it. You get it. You got it. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like a lot of people in college did this. Like, the hoodie and shorts was like an attire. Right. It's life. Yeah, it's life. Okay, well, let's get into social a minute.
1: Where we take a minute to be social.
0: Okay, so the first on my list is Brittany Spears is having a private show dance challenge. So what you have to do if you want to do the dance challenge, you have to um, enter at privateshowdancechallenge.com. And your deadline is 1031. So that's October 31st, which is Halloween. And it's all about winning to, you know, d- putting her best dance skills together uh, for a chance to meet her in Vegas because you know she has that uh, residency in Vegas right. she does that tour show um, in Vegas so if you want to meet Britney Spears and want to sing along to her latest songs and her you know great ass hits you know do this you love that bitch I mean Britney is the princess of pop mm. you know she's a great girl and You know, I think that we know she lip syncs for her life. And we know that, like, as older she gets, she hits a real eight count. Mm -hmm. You know, before she used to be more free-flowing, but she hits real eight counts now. But, I mean, you know, I give her what she has given us. So, she's a great girl.
1: More power to you. So, this week, I'm talking about my pussy, okay? (laughs) So, I read an article on Exo Nicole about vaginal steaming and this is something i really haven't heard it before so i was intrigued and the writer her name is andrea i'm a Phidon. i'm not sure how to pronounce that name i'm sorry girl but her name is andrea and she was talking about how her mother her grandmother her great grandmothers were all always talking about protecting her yoni her you know her twat and She was talking about preserving good energy and how sometimes we don't take care of our vaginas like we should. And how from, you know, systematic racism and laws and policies and people making decisions about our vaginas and our wombs without giving our consent, that um, we should really take steps to live a holistic lifestyle and really protect our vaginas and take care of their energy. So um, she was saying, you know, sometimes, you know, even with just wellness like shaving or waxing or having sex and not protecting ourselves, we really don't do a fantastic job and all of these things can lead to diseases and um, reproductive issues and so much more. So I was interested, right? And so um, she says that there are so many herbs that you can get. And they have different needs for cleansing and for um, energy and reproductive. So lavender is for cleansing, rosemary is for blood circulation, lemon is for scent, you know, if you're having issues with the smell. Dandelion can improve um, reproductive health, it can rid of toxins, marigold can ease menstruation, and peppermint can give it energy. So what you do is you um, boil your herbs and some water in a pot for about 20 or 30 minutes and you let it sleep for five minutes. And she created like a DIY home steaming session Mm. where you clean out your toilet and you set the pot in the toilet. And then you you test the steam with your forearms to make sure that it won't burn you. And you get blankets and you put on socks and you put on a hat and you really just cover yourself in this steam because you don't want it to seep out through your shirt or through your pants or anything and then you kind of just lay down you drink a lot of water and it's supposed to help relieve toxins and really help get your energy back into your puss so I think I'm gonna try it just because why not you know like let's snatch this bitch back okay she already 13 again so (laughs) let's get it together so I just thought that was an interesting article because there are so many. Well, right now I'm just starting to notice, I guess, as I'm getting older and really thinking about my health and ways to preserve it versus just going through the flow of the day to day. There are so many different methods, especially holistic methods, on how to take care of yourself as women. So I found that interesting. So y'all can um, go on XO Nicole and check out the article about vaginal steaming.
0: Okay, um, you guys, if you need your vagina cleaned out or, you know, (laughs) smell smell um, going you know, anything that deals with your lady parts, go and figure it out. Okay, so what I have next is, um, I really like these two, so I'm glad that they're going to come together for a song. Uh, um love him. He his latest album, ninety nine point nine percent, is out in stores. You guys should get it. It's phenomenal. And he just released like a EP ish mixtape thing on SoundCloud. I think it's like zero point zero 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 one percent or something like that. It's really good. And um, Chance the Rapper, who like who doesn't love Chance the Rapper, they're coming out with a song called They Say, which was originally intended intended for the coloring book. So I think that's going to be really cool. Um, they didn't really give like a time frame or anything of when it should come out. But I really like the vibe that they both give off. And they're really cool. And um, I remember finding out about k K-tron- a couple months ago. Um, and I remember like reading a magazine um, article from Fader. And they were talking about them. So I think this would be cool.
1: Kate Tronita tweeted, I don't have the final song so leave me alone. And I was so weak.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he tweets as if like he gives no fucks and I love that because he doesn't tweet like you would think a celebrity would tweet. He mm-hmm. tweets as if, like, hey, I'm a regular-ass person. And I just am living in my truth. And y'all get it when y'all get it. And, and he's I so appreciate handsome. That. Yeah. Oh, he's so good-looking. And for all, you know, boys like me, um, I believe he's homosexual. Or at least bisexual. So, hey, you mm. know, hey, he's for the team. So, shout-outs for that.
1: Um, my favorite song right now that I play every day is... Uh, got it good with Mm -hmm. him and craig david it's just such a good you love a craig david craig okay side note craig david is coming out with a new album september 30th i'm so excited i cannot wait he's been my fave since i was like 13 oh i love him okay and then chance i feel like i go to chance's twitter every day to just be like what great things is chance doing for us this week because he is just Truly wonderful, and he's become one of my inspirations.
0: Yeah, he's a great kid, and you know he's my age. So you know, I wish we were friends in real life. He's also Aries, is he? Mm -hmm. I mean, like he's already a good friend of mine in my head, along with people like Kiki Palmer, right? And we like all hang out all the time in my head, and I just want that to be a reality. Yeah,
1: I dig it. Okay, so let's yeah. I love that. I can't wait for that song. So you guys, (laughs) I've been really interested in um, the legalization of weed that's been going around. You know, everybody's talking about it. And um, a lot of TV shows and networks and celebrities and people are starting to recognize it as a social norm now usually it's something well i don't think it's something that people do in secret but i don't think the media has given it such great attention so mtv just premiered yesterday um mary and jane or it's mary plus jane and i watched it and it was hilarious it's a 30 minute show and it's about these two girls Paige and morgan who have an edible business And so um, the pilot is themed around this throwback party that they're vending for. And it's a 90s party. And, you know, of course, they're millennials. And they talk about friendship issues, relationship issues. Um, Jordan's mom is sending her books on how to become a better girl. Like, before you're 30, these are how you should jumpstart your career. And she's talking about, you know, how your parents are on your nerves, but you're just trying to be great. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it's relatable um, and talks about real issues that millennials go through. But I just thought their attention to detail was... Spot on so first of all the throwback 90s party the playlist was everything they had like a dance-off um they even had like a Broncos truck you know from the OJ Simpson case like it was awesome and then uh jordan she left the party to go have a session in the car with somebody and i can't even tell you how many times i've done that (laughs) so i related there and then she started to have these hallucinations and she thought she went back in time to the 90s and was changing things for the future and then the other girl was having relationship issues with her boyfriend who was the dj so it was just a great balance of what actually happens because this is a part of a party that we don't usually see or that they advertise so it was hilarious i thought it was great detail and great attention to you know for people who are weed smokers what they do and how this is actually part of everyday life and then um kiki palmer is coming up with a new series called Ganjapreneurs and In her little trailer on YouTube, she's getting caught smoking weed with one of her friends and they're being silly and goofy. And now it's, you know, Mary and Jane is from like a seller's point of view. But Kiki Palmer's series seems to be from just consumption, like a consumer point of view where you're just having fun with your friends. And you're being silly and you're having dance-offs and you're, you know, I don't know, getting into trouble or, you know, some fun stuff. So I just think it's really cool how this is starting to find its way into our media and be socially acceptable, at least for me, because I'm I'm all here for it.
0: Yeah, I think that's cool. I think that um, a lot of shows nowadays are trying to really play on relatability, Mm -hmm. you know, and to really think outside the box because so many shows that, yeah, they'll they'll have different characters and all these things, but the plot is almost the same. And I think these shows are really trying to think, okay, like, what is happening in real life that people are going to be like, damn, that's me. And I think, you know, another show that does that very well now is Atlanta. Yeah. And like, you know, because in, I think, episode three, He was talking about like when you know when you go to the restaurant and you know you only have x amount of money but like you know the waitress is always trying to like buy you know trying to put more on your plate basically and, you know, like, what if, like, how do how do you feel about that when you're on a date? And it's like, because you don't want to seem as cheap, but it's like, when that bill come and, like, the credit card declines, like, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. So I really like that shows are really trying to speak to the person that it's just every day, Monday through Saturday, Monday through Sunday, this is who I am. Right. And, like, I'm glad that I can watch a show. And it's like, I know exactly how that feels. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, how many people, you know, we did that walked away just for a session or something like that. So Mm -hmm. I think that's cool.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, the millennial generation is so influential Mm -hmm. right now. And so I'm noticing so many more writers and actors and creators really tailoring to this generation. And it's such a huge demographic, 18 through 35, and it's full of so much experience and so many different, I guess, social norms that I just love. That people are paying more attention to it. With the things that, you know, we get in our media, our magazines, on TV screens, movie theaters, you know, everything.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shows, I'm watching this new show on Netflix. I only got through the first episode, but I think I'm really going to finish the, at least the first season because it's really good so far. It's called Easy.
1: Okay.
0: And it's all about... Um, These, this older couple, they're probably late 30s, early 40s. They got, they have two kids. And it starts off, um, these two guys are talking about, uh, well, this one guy brought it up to this other guy, I guess he's a stay at home dad. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that, you know, I read an article where, um, especially for women being older, uh, their sex drive diminishes if their husband is like a stay at home dad or if she makes more money than him it's kind of like you know i don't really want to have sex with somebody that i'm coming home and i'm working and i make more money than you or you know they get uh, women get attracted to seeing men do stereotypical hard jobs like you know if you're cutting the grass or if you're coming home sweaty because you're a construction person not because you've been wrestling with the kids all day or something like that and so this black couple came over, and this other couple, and they were all talking about it. And they had this, like, real discussion about how it's not true, and how, you know, this is an article that's just trying to really put men and women in those boxes again. Yeah. And it kind of hit one of the, uh, like, the main two characters the man, the wife, and the husband. And because he's a stay at home dad, uh, like, he's a. Um, he's like in theater and stuff like that and she stopped her drink to get more of a corporate job to not only take care of the like them but take care of their children and like the whole you know episode is all about how they can fit in sex and how they can fit in intimacy and how stuff like that and i just thought it was really interesting because that's one of those things that you kind of don't see anymore of where like you're trying to balance that personal life that intimacy being you know opposites of i'm the person that goes to work and then you're the person and then plus that not only are you a stay-at-home dad but you are in theater so it just kind of really kind of going against all the nor social norms and I really like that so I think I'm going to keep watching this show I'm I'm trying to find more television that is speaking against stereotypes or things that you know people expect Mm -hmm. because I'm so tired of what is expected so I'm trying to find more things that you know say like Fuck what you think is happening because we're doing something completely different.
1: Well, also, I feel, you know, with media and music Mm -hmm. and all this stuff that they try to control our minds and how we think. Because when you see the average television show, you think, man, wife, kids, and everybody's supposed to work. Or the mom is supposed to stay home. And she's the one that's supposed to be creative and doing all this wonderful stuff and things that are unconventional. But the, the dad is supposed to be... Going to work, working hard and bringing home most of the money. So, I, I really like that because that's someone's reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not anything to be ignored. That's that's something we should be paying attention to. Yeah. And then also, um, then... Really paying attention to intimacy in their personal relationship because mm-hmm. on TV you don't really see that. You know, they might hint to sex or they might go upstairs and you know what it's what's going to happen, what that's about. But I think that's really important to bring a, our attention to focusing on parents' intimate relationships because, yes, you have your family, your kids, and you need to take care of your homes. But you know, you still have to keep that intimacy and that romance and that love there. So, mm-hmm. fostering that relationship, especially in this show when it's unconventional I
0: think that's pretty cool yeah and one scene that I thought was really interesting is that um, the man went downstairs to watch like a theater documentary on Netflix Mm -hmm. and she stayed upstairs but or it wasn't Netflix because Netflix doesn't have porn so (laughs) I don't know some type of streaming service and i guess you know how like when you type in a title everything comes up with that title and the uh below was some type of porn so he clicked on the porn just to see what it was and he started to put his hands down his pants to you know masturbate and all these things and then it cuts to the scene where she pulls out her vibrator and she's about to you know pleasure herself upstairs and i thought it was speaking to a lot of things because number one like you know we kind of like forget that masturbation isn't just someone who does it in their teens or 20s like older people masturbate because older people still have like the urge to I mean older people still get horny and I think it was interesting to say like after that conversation they were having about intimacy that they're about they're they're about they're both about to pleasure themselves but not together Mm -hmm. so what does that say to their relationship and then also um she's she i guess came downstairs and saw him watching it and they started to kind of mess around and then she had the idea because it's around halloween time to go to the store and try to play dress up and to you know act that out and mm-hmm. that kept getting interrupted because you know kids are you know trick-or-treating and their kids are out with like a family friend and like they're keep they, they keep getting caught with issues and then work is calling her and things like that so it was just really like that life balance of how mm-hmm. do we have time for each other but how do we kind of deal with this and everything else so yeah. i think it's a really good show so you know if you guys are looking for a new show, look at Easy on Netflix.
1: Well, let me know how the first season goes. Okay. So maybe I'll get into it. So, um, next on, well, this is my last social minute. I had to talk about the National Museum of African American History and Culture that just opened, um, I believe on the 24th of September. And, uh, I just thought that this was so cool and so necessary and so right on time. Um, it's been over 100 years that this idea has been proposed to the Smithsonian. So the opening ceremony, of course, President Obama was there and he was just talking about how this museum is shining a light on history and how it helps to tell the fuller story of who we are as black people and you know it not only tells the story of the president but it tells the story of the slave and it not only tells the story of the industrialist but it tells the story of the porter the keeper and so it really talks about you know activists and people who hold the status quo as well so it really goes back and forth and tells a very well-rounded history of who we are and so um you know it was initially proposed by 1915 black Bets from the Civil War. And there are different um, segments and different pieces and different things that you can follow. So, you know, they have um, a collection about the girls who lost their lives in the Baptist church in Birmingham, Alabama. And then it has a collection about the Great Mississippi River, Great Mississippi River of 1927, and how that changed landscapes and how that changed, um, I guess, or ur- the urban planning and how you know things, how cities were made and stuff. So I thought that was interesting to talk about cities and their formation. And then it talks about collections um, with sports and Little Rock and so many different things. And there are different levels. You know, they have like this cabin that Harriet Tubman um, used to, when she was helping with, you know, the slave movement and all of this stuff. So I just thought that finally them opening a museum that is specifically tailored to our railroad Round of History. And, you know, it's taking a little bit of time. So you know that they have put detail into making sure that they get everything right. But um, I just thought that this was great because our African American history is American history. And if they're not teaching it to us in the history books, I think that it's wonderful to, you know, make this a field trip, make this a date, make, you know, take yourself and learn a lot about, your African history because there are so many things that we don't even know right within our own history and I remember um, in the eighth grade I was a part of this Mac scholars program and we went down to Cincinnati to go to the Freedom Center so I'm just thinking of all the wonderful things that could come of just having this museum open for all people to get to learn and know their history and you know I just love that this is shedding a light on things that we don't even know Even like the Hidden Figures movie, for example, is shedding a light on history that we've learned, but we don't know who's behind it. So I just think that this is awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for this because, you know, you hit on a lot of interesting points. But the main idea for me is that we grew up and we touched we talked about this on a couple of shows before about how, you know, we grow up. Learning social studies and history in school, high school, college, and it's rarely from our perspective. Right. We hear about how some white man, quote unquote, you know, establish and um, well, at least discover discover America, which we know is not true. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about slavery as something as if it's in the past, as if You know various forms of slavery is not still happening. We talk about you know Martin Luther King and how he died for this and died for that, but we never or but we rarely talk from the standpoints of he was murdered. He just didn't die because of old age. He didn't die because he was sick. He was murdered. We don't like it. So I think that with this um, museum, it's starting to open the ideas, especially for millennials and people under us. That we have so much deeply rooted history that is important to share that we're not learning in schools. And I think that I read somewhere, I don't know how true this is, but the way this country is going, it wouldn't be a surprise. Like, I think that um, you don't even have to have, like, any real background in history to be a teacher or something like that. Something, uh, um... To some, to some type of grounding of that. Okay. And I just thought it was interesting because when I don't ever remember any of my teachers and I have predominantly white teachers growing up ever talk about, you know, black history more than Rosa Parks. And Martin Luther King, and right. you know those five or six people right. that you d- talk about every February. And you think
1: you know something about right. history, right? And I can celebrate Black History Month now because I know who Rosa Parks is, right? And I know who Martin Luther King yeah. is, and it's like, well, what about the four girls who died in that Baptist church, right? Or do you know anything about Little Rock,
0: or do you, or do we know anything about the nameless men and women who helped support these? The head figures that y'all want us to know about.
1: Or do you know anything about Carl Lewis? Right. Or, you know, we could go on and on. I love how, you know, this museum is kind of taking us on a journey from dark to light. Mm -hmm. Because it's all it's going to do is shed a light on our black history. Yeah. And I just love, you know, you mentioned that millennials and younger can really learn from this. But I think that older generations really have something to learn from this as well because sometimes our parents and our grandparents and our teachers can't even teach us about certain things in history that we need to know Mm -hmm. so I think I'm just excited about it I want to plan a trip to go to DC to really get in there and you know spend time going through all the levels because there are I think there are like three or four levels Mm -hmm. and each level has so much on it um you can go to NPR And um, I guess you could just type in National Museum of African American History and Culture, NPR. And um, they wrote a great article about the museum. And they also have uh, three YouTube videos um, that are hosted by the curators of the museum. Mm -hmm. And they go through specific details and the things that they found. And they have over 35,000 artifacts from black
0: culture and that i was about to say that like i would love for personally just for curator to curator to talk to these people and and ask them like what type of deeply insanely long research did you have to do to Mm -hmm. get this because something to this magnitude is not an overnight situation so i would just love to be like you know what like what were your studies what what was your research what was your ideas to put this together with that and you know who did you speak to because I'm sure a lot of you know personal interviews with people who lived through these situations right. that they're displaying had to occur so I would just love to know that story as well so maybe we should go. We are going to TV, <laughs> TV road trip. We are going. Tanner okay. has to oh
1: shit. Maybe for it's my only birthday. S- it's only six hours. I know maybe for my birthday you we know? go. Yeah. I mean, hell. I just you know, I just wanna Yeah. So I know for my birthday. I just you I'm turning twenty five and I just wanna do something fun or something Your quarter different. Quarter
0: life. I
1: know. I've already had my quarter life crisis, guys, so I think I'm in the clear.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm in the clear. But um yeah, I mean, just do something different. Why not plan a road trip just to head there and really spend a weekend? And you know, there are so many different monuments and so much culture in DC alone. And DC is actually such a fun city mm-hmm. that you know why not? I suggest. I mean, we have a,
0: a family member that lives in Maryland, so Very we true. might as well just do that, like we immediately. Might as well. So, um, my last social minute is just to pay some homage because this man is phenomenal Um, so you guys probably know but uh, Bill Nunn he recently passed away he was 63 and um, it was found out that he had leukemia and he died on September 24th if you guys don't know who Bill Nunn is he is the actor who played Radio Raheem in Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing which is one of my favorite films of Spike Lee's um, he also was in school days and he i mean he's been in a lot of different things but you know people really remember him at uh, Radio Rahim and one thing that we remember about Radio Rahim is that he died by police hands and people yeah. have really been connecting with that that scene lately for obvious reasons right. because of all this police brutality so i think it's just interesting that things that have been going on for, you know during that time It's really just resurfacing now I mean it really never stopped But it's just been such a prevalent situation now And I was And earlier today I was watching an episode on Netflix Of Family Guy mm-hmm. And the title of the sh- episode Was The sh- a Shot in the Dark And it was all about How um, You know Family Guy's really Like it's a really funny ...stupid type of comedy, but they try to put important things sometimes in the show. Yeah. And, um, Peter, the, you know, we all know who Peter Griffin is. Right. Um, he put his living room couch out on the, li- um, on the yard so him and his buddies can drink beer and stuff like that. And then the next day, he went outside to get it and it was gone. And he's like, you know, I thought we lived in a, a safe neighborhood. And so I guess him, his friends, Quagmire, and all those other people... Um, they started, like, a community night watch. So, Cleveland, the black friend of the, um, posse, I guess he saw someone trying to get in Cleveland's house, and it was dark, and the man was hooded, and I... Uh, Peter had a gun and he was like hey stop trying to get into my friend's house I'm warning you you know basically stuff like that and I guess he saw the black man reach into his pocket and then Peter shot him and then we found out that it was uh, Cleveland's son, oh, wow. and he couldn't hear him because he had hair, headphones in and so I guess when the when they cut to the hospital he was like I couldn't hear you because I had my headphones in and it just you know it's like an animated show and it's comedy but that's what's happening in real life right. black men are dying because of simple things like and he was like well why weren't you Uh, you know why didn't you go through the front door and they made like a stupid little joke about why he didn't go through the front door Mm -hmm. but in our reality real men real black men are dying over you know stupid things or I and he and Peter even said was like well I was nervous because he put his hands in his pocket I was about
1: to say they're dying based off of somebody else's impulse
0: right or or fear and he was like well I was lowering the volume on my music because I couldn't hear you and then um then they even went to a step further and they were, when they got to the jail uh, the jail um they were talking about the jail system in court okay. and how um black men are automatically seen as the as a threat or a thug And how the I guess prosecutor was saying like hey put this knife in your hand and everything and the audience started freaking out and he was like why are you doing this in Cleveland the father was like they're trying to portray my uh, son who's the victim as a thug as the reason why this problem started and I was like this is like and you know and I understand why Family Guy did it because it's such a hot topic but I'm like I just want people to watch this episode because is showing how stupid, why innocent black men are dying, why people, why innocent black women are dying, why black men and why black people in general are losing their lives. I mean, we see it in real life about how a couple of days ago or maybe a week ago, somebody died because of a stalled car right. because some police officer thought you know wanted to take their life or and then had the nerve to lie and say oh i thought i was pulling my taser out and it's like if you're a police officer and you don't know the difference between your taser or your gun you shouldn't be an officer and but it's like i know you're lying because that doesn't even make a look of sense Well,
1: what do you your taser out for you at a startled car right and from helicopters you can tell that he's a bad person yeah seriously
0: and it's like in um and you know I don't I don't I can't remember if this is the same story because you know it's hard to for me anyway it's hard to keep such stupid shit like separate it's like oh did this person die this oh no that was part of this story because they're so frequent now mm-hmm. so and I can't so I can't remember if it was this story but they wanted somebody died because they thought they were reaching in for a gun but the uh, window was up so how am I reaching in the car for anything if the window okay. is up
1: see so, I, yeah oh it's, it's just so hard for me to talk about it because I am so hurt by it, you mm-hmm. know, and it really makes me emotional. Yeah. Just to watch the graphic videos and to hear the mothers and the family members speak on it and mm-hmm. to just see so little being done from our authoritative figures yeah. it just really like hurts my feelings I take it extremely personal and I find myself crossing the street when I walk my dog now no matter if it's a white person or a black person I just cross the street because I don't want no issues I don't want no problems right. you know what I mean I just find myself distancing away from other people and just not being able to trust people and because you you just never know. Yeah. You just never know. You know. And then
0: you have people like Brody Jenner who would get on social media and say, you know, this is just like this issue is just so frequent now, and I don't get it. I don't see color. I don't see this. You know, basically saying all lives matter, and it's like I'm so tired of white people saying that because you see color, like you see the difference. And if and if you don't. Then it's like, that just shows your ignorance. But I don't care. Like, let's say if you are just that ignorant or just that oblivious to what's happening, you don't see the situation. Every black person sees the difference.
1: And these black men and women are being killed because they are black.
0: Yeah. Not because you know they did something wrong here, say, but it's because a white person saw a black person, racism was there, a hate crime was present, and a hate crime presented itself to this racist person, and they took their shot. And since they wear a badge and they say, Hey, I'm supposed to uphold the, the law, and I don't care at this point if you get me on video or not, because nine out of ten chance. It's not going to do anything for me. I'll be
1: good. I'll be off. Give me suspension for two weeks, right? I'll just spend it with my family. Yeah. But I'll be
0: good. I'll be good.
1: Because I was protecting
0: the world. I mean, some people got off with paid leave. Mm -hmm. Like, people are killing people, you know, taking people's lives away, and you're getting off with paid
1: leave. And then Donald Trump says that we need law and order. (laughs)
0: Because
1: it's just so Like we just need law and
0: order And someone was like Is that his way of saying we need martial law And I'm like who knows Coming from him and you know He kept saying that like You know the African American Community in the inner city And it's like number one We're just not in the inner city Because I
1: don't live in the inner city But I'm still at risk Yeah I
0: don't live in the inner city but if a if a racist cop sees me and they want to take my block off, right. they're going to take my they're block off. It. Yeah. So it's like every you know that whole debate situation last night Which is a shit show. It was a clown show. But a lot of things he was saying, you know, he tried. He claims that he doesn't want to come off as offensive, but almost everything that comes out of your mouth is offensive. Is
1: offensive. He's self centered. Yeah. Um. He's egotistical. He's rude. Yeah. First and foremost, he's rude, and all I have to say is that today is National Voter Registration Day, um, so you can go to vote.org. There are a plethora of websites that you can go to to check and yeah. see when voter registration ends for your state because that is important because if you can't get to um, a place specifically for registration, you have to mail in your registration, and you need to do that, I believe... Um, either 30 days prior to the election or depending on when your state ends registration. You have to get it done. So go to these websites, um,
0: get Isn't this the last day for Ohio? No. Oh. It's
1: like October
0: 11th. I don't know why I thought tomorrow was like the cut day for Ohio. Okay, Mm -hmm. lies in... Lies and other things um,
1: If it is I'll double check it and um, we'll tweet about it But um, So the
0: matter of the Situation is go out and vote And you know so many people Are saying that A lot of millennials Are going to vote Solely off these debates And it's like Oh good I hope you guys are really listening And I know it was really hard to listen yesterday Because you know you have one because somebody tweeted like how are you guys you know feeling about the debate and i said it i said trump is going to give us a clown show which he did mm-hmm. and hillary is going to be hillary right. and she did just that and you know no matter how you feel about these candidates you sh- have to vote because y- you ha- we like we have to help control this nation right. and that's one that's one way we do it is right. by voting and please y'all Don't just vote nationally. Please vote for your local offices. That is so important. Vote for your local judges. Vote for your local congressmen and congresswomen. Because we always look for, you know the white house to change everything and the quickest way for something to change in your home state is for your home team to do something about it mm-hmm. so please not so when on election day yes i want you to vote for the president but i also want you to vote for your individual local authority figures because that's as important So, that's just my PSA. Mm,
1: Please, you guys, get registered. Get registered. Get registered to vote. vote. And don't just be that 40% who's registered but doesn't
0: vote. Yeah. Get your ass up and and go vote. And, like, you know, there's really not an excuse because, like, you have to go to work, okay? There's gonna be places to vote all day. Right. You can find a time. You can like, find a time. I yeah. know I'm going to get up super early just so I can beat the crowd. I mean, make so it a I priority. Can vote. Make it a priority. Make, a priority make like it part like of your day. Else. Yeah. You know,
1: it's it's extremely important, you guys. Yeah. All right. So um, this week, I wanted to talk about um, kind of my weekend. Okay. Uh, so I, I tumbled out of this retrograde. And at first, uh, I felt like the universe just didn't want me to win. I felt like um, I was still frustrated. I was still confused. And I was still really much in my bed watching my Netflix you know what I mean like I I just because after the retrograde they were saying that you should feel this energy you should be productive and I just didn't feel that but this weekend I don't know what happened maybe it just took me a long time because sometimes it takes me more time I landed on my feet and um you know for one of my creative outlets, I created my 2017 plan, and got really excited and really serious about that, and I can't wait to exceed my own expectations, Mm -hmm. but um, I was just in great spirits, and I've been in a great mood ever since, and uh, I was just scrolling through my Twitter timeline, and one of my sorority sister's mom had tweeted this trailer for the show called Insecure on HBO, and so I just clicked on it just to see what she was talking about, and I found myself watching the season premiere immediately it was 30 minutes and it just kind of shifted my vibe you know I feel like things come to you when they're supposed to and it was definitely right on time so the show Insecure on HBO is produced and created by Issa Rae If you don't know who Issa Rae is, she is the creator of of The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. It's a book. It's a YouTube series. A few people know about it. Um, she was on like Forbes 30 Under 30 twice and she won a Shorty Award for The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. And she has a few YouTube series. She has a podcast. You know, she has Issa Rae Productions where they do content creating and, um, marketing and merchandising. She's just a phenomenal black creative. Mm -hmm. And so, um... The show Insecure is focused on Issa Rae, she's playing Issa, it's a character, and her best friend Molly, and um, they're two black girls and it's about their friendship and their experiences, their trial and errors, and their love lives, and in the pilot Issa celebrating her 29th birthday and she feels like she has one more year left to really get it together. She works for a nonprofit organization and she's having some uncertainty with her job and then um she has a long-term boyfriend who is a couch potato, but he's now a couch potato because his startup company failed. So he's been trying to spent all these years getting it together but he hasn't and so she kind of feels like she's at a standstill you know he's not progressing or influencing her inspiring her to get better and she's finding herself with a lot of uncertainty but then her best friend Molly is a lawyer she's a businesswoman she's a professional and she's having issues with her romantic life she can't keep a man but she's seeing that all of her co-workers are getting engaged and really enjoying life and she just feels like why well, I'm this career woman why can't I have love too so I love the breakdown of these two characters alone just because I have friends who are directors who are assistants who are in the corporate America world and who are going through it with love and with family and all these types of things but then I'm that girl who's the unconventional one I'm the girl who's the creative who's doing all this stuff and really going through uncertainties and feeling insecure and you know, just trying to go through life. So, it's a hilarious show. Issa Rae, um, I don't know if you've personally have seen her Awkward Black Girl series or any of her YouTube series mm-hmm. or any of her work. Mm-hmm. She's worked with Ferrell Williams and Shonda Rhimes and, you know, she, she, a few people. And she's truly amazing. I wanted her to be my pack person, but I said I'll just talk about her for my topic. But, um, the music and... You know, she shows up to her girlfriend's house with Cheetos and um, French dip dressing and, you know, the conversations that they're having, going out to the club and uh, just, you, you know, all of the behaviors and all the mannerisms and all the language and everything is just thought on with me personally as a black female and really greatly correlates with black culture, especially for people who feel like, oh my God, I only have a year to get it right. Or, you know, the friendships and love and the uncertainty that you experience, it was just right on time. And especially when I was just kind of starting to plan and really starting to figure out how to, I, I guess, put some... Mojo behind my uncertainty and when you really have to push through even though you're not sure how this is going to work out or facing your fears and stuff. I just thought that it was a phenomenal series. So if you want to watch it, um, I had to download HBO now to see the advanced premiere. The premiere is actually um, October 9th at 10 30 p.m. on HBO. But um, you can watch the events premiere on HBO now. So download it on your phone. Um, If you don't want to pay for it, I suggest that you set a reminder to cancel that shit after 30 days or else you will be charged and you will be burned. And that comes from me and my experience because I've been burned like that before. So, um... I suggest everybody watch it. It's such a good series. It's only 30 minutes. It's going to be an eight-episode series on HBO. And I just love HBO in general because they're always uh, allowing creatives and documentaries and movies for so many different demographics and so many different people. But uh, I just thought, you know, especially with Atlanta on right now, Mm -hmm. really tailoring to Black culture and black lifestyles I thought that this is the female side of it um, when you're trying to figure out your life and I just thought it was amazing and I can't wait to watch it and it just really helped get me more inspired and really helped me know like girl you just gotta do what you're passionate about and you may not see you know the road ahead you may not have the road map and you may not you may be going brick by brick to you know make your road but just keep going be inspired love life and there are other people just like you going through it so support each other and it's awesome like i had to watch it again because it's just so
0: good oh my god oh it's
1: just so good you guys so check out Issa ray um oh another thing i don't mean to go off on a rant but another thing um being a podcaster and that we do this and we love it she has a podcast called fruit and it's about the coming-of-age story of a football player. And what I really love that she's doing with Easter Productions and her podcast is that she's kind of bringing literature and, I guess you could say, podcasting is like on-demand radio together. She's fusing them together. And so... She has writers who write the script for the podcast and you know they perform it you know in the studio on the mics and it's like storytelling through podcasts like audiobooks, but it's fun and it's exciting and it's hilarious. And so um, I just really love how she's finding a way to take something that's been around for so long and make it, refresh and make it different and make it new and um, if you want to know more about Issa Ray, you can follow her on twitter Issa Ray, Instagram Issa Ray, or you can go to her website Issa Rae Issa Rae I-S-S-A-R-A-E, Issa Rae.com um, you can find all of her YouTube series you can find out about her book you can find out about her and then she has this new series called Issa Ray Productions on YouTube and it goes behind the scenes of her production company and kind of how she's gotten to this creative point and she highlights all of the writers and the business people who help her create this business and you know if you're interested in becoming like her she's a writer she's an actor she's a producer you can follow the series and really get to i uh, really get to know her and really get to understand how maybe this journey works if you need some inspiration something to kick you off or you're interested in working with her you know you can find ways to really get involved so uh, check it, check it all out. Insecure on HBO and IssaRay.com.
0: Yeah, I've been um, seeing promos for Insecure, so I I might have to check this show out to see, you know, what it's all about. So, yeah. um I think that's really cool, and I think you know that just kind of goes with the whole flow of people trying to show that relatability and say, hey, you're not right. the only person going through this. Everyone's going through it. You know, in some type of, like, some type of form. You know, we have conversations about all the time how we're trying to get from A to B to C. We have friends that are trying to get to A, B to C. So mm-hmm. I think shows like this, like Insecure and other shows, are just saying, like, hey, just stay in the race. Right. You know?
1: And also, side Note. um okay sometimes we compare ourselves to other people's success or like what they're doing versus what we're doing. I have an
0: inspirational word for that later.
1: Perfect. So I think that, uh, having her best friend, Molly, who has a completely different career path than Issa, and then just seeing how they're both working towards the same things, but how well, they work together in harmony and how they're just really supportive of each other makes the world of a difference because we get so consumed with other people when really we just need to be working on letting our joy express who we are. Right. You know, so that's all I had to say.
0: So for my topic this week, it's just all about... Um, I... Twitter has been one of my best friends lately in the sense of just finding other black people expressing themselves in such authentic and, you know, unapologetic way. Yeah. So, um, I'm just going to hit a couple ideas that I just thought was interesting. So the first, um, is a string of tweets from this girl named Brittany Josephina, um, and her Twitter is Brittany Fina and she was just talking, she was just really just giving a testimony about her life and how she, you know, get through, gets through things. So, um, I'm just going to start reading some, uh, some things. Um, she said, because I'm different, my response to my reality. Well, okay. This is not where the conversation starts. I want to say that, but this is when I really started paying attention and really was like, wow, like, okay, let me see what she's saying. Mm-hmm. She said, because I'm different, my response to my reality is different, which will manifest in physical changes in my reality. When you get your inner world in order, your physical reality can't help but catch up. That is alignment. When you have forgotten who you are or what you need, your body will remind you. You may think you've let go or went unaffected, but your body and intelligence system will facilitate your purge process it's so beautiful so i just thought that was interesting because you know i find myself changing as a person you know who i was last week isn't the person i am let alone who i was at the beginning of the year right and you know i'm really trying to figure out what makes marcus happy what does marcus want to do you know how do i want to grow and not only how do I want to do individually like how can I help in certain collaborative issues or how can I help in the world how can I be a the you know the change I want to see and you know she was saying how like your physical reality and you know just I'm thinking like how I want to change my body I want to change my you know Things that like things that I feel like I struggle with mm-hmm. to be the person who I really want to be, and I and, sh- and you know, and I tweeted her and I was like, "Thank you for sharing your testimony because it's all about trying to not change yourself to fit society's expectations, but to change yourself. We always say change yourself for the better, but what does that mean? How like what is my better self? And I think you know, and you know, meditating, reflecting, praying, you know eating better you know you know trying to um you know be more holistic and be more natural i have we have a friend samantha who she tweeted that she doesn't use um she tries to not to use chemical air fresheners anymore she's been you know boiling fruits and stuff for a more natural thing and just to really be closer to yourself and your inner self and um to show the world like hey this is who I always saw myself as and this is who like I you know plan to be in the future and how she was saying that you know it's okay to be emotional and I um I didn't screenshot those tweets but um she basically was saying how one day she woke up and she just started crying uncontrollably for like five hours because her emotions just got the best of her and she after she cried she just knew like things were going to be better and she she was emptying herself out of all the issues and woes that she had and i think we all go through that no matter if you are a crier, or something. We all have ways to express our emotions. Right. And I think as a black person, you know, we are, have grown up in situations where we hear the term suck it up, or, you know, uh, where mental issues are not a thing right and you know you better just go to church to deal with that and it's like yeah church is great prayer is great but let's not you know act like this is not a serious issue as well mm-hmm. so you know I just think that would I, I just think that's really interesting because um, I have a, we have a friend Jasmine and we talk and she's in psychology and we talk about that all the time and I say that you know, you know, like let's not act like this isn't a serious issue because people go through mental awareness. I mean, you know, mental issues. Right. And black people are a big percentage because we are taught to suppress ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are never taught to be open, and I think that's why we think it's interest. I think what. Well, I- Well, I think it's interesting, like in the black community, we say we want honesty. We want people to be real with us. We want to have real life conversations. And then when we start having those conversations, a lot of us tend to back off the conversation or Mm -hmm. back away because we really don't know what that means to be raw to each other. And then it's like, you know, I don't and we have this idea of not showing our weaknesses. And I don't get that because I feel like real healing isn't. Just individual. I think you become healed when you find a safe space of people you actually trust. And you start talking about your situation. So her her string of tweets was all about just expressing yourself. And you know being okay. And you know that your physical has to change when your internal changes. Because it all correlates and everything. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was interesting.
1: You know I've been... As well really paying attention to following black creatives and people who just you know are all here for expressing themselves authentically mm-hmm. and um, I ran across this article that the fader just put out and it's about um, London based writer and presenter Keith do 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 I'm sorry if, if I don't pronounce it right but um, Keith created a documentary and it's called being black going crazy and he's talking about how he faced mental issues he faced depression and he was also saying people were telling him to go to church and he's like Church and prayer work absolutely because God is first. Mm -hmm. But I need someone to talk to. I need that support. I need at least someone who can relate to what I'm going through. You know what I mean? Right. And then I've also seen so many people on Twitter saying, drink your water, eat your vegetables, really protect your internal self so that you can expose so much beauty. And, you know, I've also seen people tweet about... um, Stop hating on people for changing who they are. Why are you so attached to who they were? People are supposed to grow. Because if you don't grow, you're dead. Right. You're stagnant. Yeah. You know, and I, I just... You know, I was having a conversation with a few of my friends and I'm just like people who keep dwelling on your past or bringing up your past those are the people who need to be left in the past Mm -hmm. because as you move forward you should be supporting one another you should be energized and protecting your spirit and protecting your energy so I'm like all here with you on this yeah (laughs) because I feel like when we do that that's Mm -hmm. who our better selves are and you know you're supposed to be showing the world the best of you because that only inspires and motivates and helps somebody else
0: right and I think, you know, you hit a good point about not, you know, dwelling on someone's past because mm-hmm. a lot of situations, a lot of arguments, a lot of grudges are, you know, lack of communication. Number one, people feel as if you don't understand where I'm coming from, nor I understand where you're coming from. So, of course, the what we're going to do is hate on each other or and or argue until, you know, it kind of fizzles out or we just have this deadless, senseless, you know, this this energy between us, that, which is crazy. Yeah. And, you know, we always talking about, like, you know, once, you know, a bridge has burned, you can never cross it again, all these things. And I'm like, all of these are social construct, social, damn, I can speak, social constructs that, you know, we grew up with but i don't believe in those things i feel like if you want to look for the better of someone you can and i've been in situations this year alone where i've been talking to people i thought i would never talk to again Mm -hmm. or that you know you thought that you know this happened or this happened and stuff like that and it's like oh we'll never talk again we'll never have a connection but people change and i think that once you You know have that discussion of hey you're not the person that you were in the past no so you know nor am I so let's grow together let's build one another and I think one issue that we have in communities especially in the black community is that we never try to give each other credit to change right like you know for example you know you might walk and you you might dress different, look different. And people are like, well, that's not the old you. Or, you know, that's not you. What you trying to do? Oh, don't you hate that? And it's like, I'm not the same person. Exactly. I've grown. Yeah, because it's like, do we, do we diss the caterpillar on turning into a butterfly? Right. Like, do we not, like... Do we not support the meta metaphor metamorphosis of life or, right. of, you know, of just being who you are? And
1: side note to that, you know, you don't have to love and like everything yeah. that people are doing. You know, when they change and you may not dig their hairstyle, you may not dig the way they dress, you may not dig the way that they're expressing themselves uh, creatively, but you don't have to hate on it. Not at you all. You know, appreciate it for what it is because it takes a lot of courage and a lot of, self-love and a lot of really being confident with who you are to be able to do these wonderful things and to really walk in your truth and to really appreciate life and express your joy and live freely it, it takes a lot especially yeah. you know um I was talking about this um on the lightning radio but I was talking about how I've always done other things Kind of subconsciously with other people's approval, I may not wear a certain lipstick or a certain dress, or I may listen to certain music or may be involved with certain things because of other people. And so, you know, now that um, I'm spending more, a lot more time with myself, and you know, we're not in these social circles and we're not bouncing back on other people's drama and we're not so focused on things that actually don't matter and things that were so petty and things that were so minuscule when you think of the larger scheme which is taking care of yourself and so I've been more focused on well if that makes me happy girl you better flaunt it you better work it you know what I mean if I want to sing at 4 a.m in the morning that's what I'm going to do if I want to put out an art piece that's what I'm going to do if I want to you know go I don't know streaking in the night that's what I'm going to do you know and it's You don't have to love it because there are so many things that I don't necessarily love that other people do, but I appreciate it because they're being themselves. And, you know, if you can love yourself, I feel like you can love one another and there's more love and more peace in this world.
0: Yeah. I just like, I just know like I always grew up and people always said to me, oh, you just do what you want to do, or you just, you know, you just don't care. You blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's not necessary. And I, I understand what people are saying, but I feel like people don't understand what, because words mean things. It's not that I don't care. It's not that, you know, I'm just trying to be, you know, always left field when everyone's going right. But if something doesn't feel real to me, how can I, like, I just don't have it in me to go with the flow when the flow doesn't feel right. And I think that we don't celebrate that Because so many people want to do their own thing, but feel as if they're not going to be accepted, and I just think that people are finally trying to break that. It's like, for example, if I want to, you know, wear the color 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 purple every day, but everyone is wearing yellow, that's not filling my fire, and I think people need to not only appreciate that people are different, but accept that people are different. And another thing with that, you know, you said, you know, being supportive and things like that. I think that another way to be supportive is to support people's creative outlet, especially in the black community, because we don't realize that just because someone is doing one thing doesn't mean that I can't be doing something else and we can't both be great together. I feel like there's a lot of competition or a lot of differences and it's not like that because I'd rather see all of us flourish so then we can talk about how we flourish and how we can build the next community to flourish and I just think that's annoying because you know i could be doing x y and z and just because we're in the same field or in the same you know atmosphere doesn't mean that we both can't hit the sky so th- i just been seeing a lot of that lately and it's just that you know that's why if i see something i'll retweet it or i'll like it or i'll tell you like hey this is awesome because that's sen- that idea of encouragement goes a long way for someone who is struggling Absolutely. i had a friend who is a fashion blogger, and she said she wanted to stop because, you know, she wasn't getting the numbers that she wanted to get. And I just told her that like, people see your work ethic, people see how this means to you, and it's eventually going to grow. So I think that people don't understand that, you know, why are you trying to hide your support and that's another thing. People might support but hide their support. And I don't like that either. Yeah, like I don't like a silent supporter. It's just like are you are you ashamed that you like this or not or are you Do you
1: not care that much? Do you you not care that
0: much or do you not want this particular person that you are vibing with their stuff? Is I think it's interesting with that. Um, but
1: also um, because I've always kind of felt like whoa cool, hasn't it? greatly aligned with who I was or I didn't use it to the best of my ability because I took it for something else Mm -hmm. like I majored in something when now I feel like I should have majored in something else because you know I'm changing and so many things I want to do are changing and I'm like removing all of these limits and these changes that I've had on myself and I'm finding you know I want to actually get involved with this or Mm -hmm. I'm interested in that so let me do my research or damn I wish I would have taken a course in college about this because now I love this but then again
0: we were not the same people that we were in college yeah oh exactly so I think you know because I think like that too like should I did did different things but I'm like in my mindset I was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to do
1: but what I was going to say was that I've been having some real ass conversations with my sister girls Mm -hmm. about our lives and our plans Mm -hmm. and I was specifically talking to one friend and you know, I'm like, how is school? Because she's in grad school and she's working, you know, two jobs and she's doing all this stuff with student affairs and stuff. I'm like, well, how is all that going? It seems like you really love this. You're really busy and you're really involved. And I'm like, here for it. And so she was just telling me, and she's like, well, how are you? And I'm like, honestly, right now, I feel like I'm the best I've ever been mm-hmm. because I feel like. I'm more of myself now and I I feel right now I'm the most myself that I've ever been because I'm paying attention to where my energy is attracted you know Mm -hmm. if it's going here let me dabble in this and then create and just experiment and play around and you know really get to know myself and so I was explaining to her all the things that I want to do and all the things that I'm doing right now and she was just like that's awesome to hear I support you 100% like if you need me just let me know And I feel like we need more people like that because she's doing something completely different, but we're all going towards the same goal. So why not, you know, if we're stepping up the stairs, if you're my friend, if you're my uh, counterpart if you're my acquaintance we should be holding each other's hand and if right. I raise my foot you should be raising your foot too Absolutely. it shouldn't be like oh my gosh you're on the fifth stair and I'm on the third stair I hate you I hate what you're doing I hate all this I'm hating on you or I'm not supporting you and it's like no let me grab your hand and let me lift you up
0: because every first of all like everyone's success doesn't look the same exactly so I, th- I you know I think and we don't
1: measure success the same right
0: and I think that kind of goes back with compare and contrast and I'm gonna get To that like later when I get to inspiration, but I think that you know I might see someone and it's like, oh wow, this person's doing that Why am I not there or blah 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 and then it's like why do we think that we Mm -hmm. shouldn't think that because You know you you truly are where you need to be in your journey, right? And it's like yes everyone can touch the sky, Mm -hmm. but we're not gonna touch the sky the same So, you know, I think people need to remember that. But um, I want to move on because I have some other black expressions that I want to hit on. So the next one is this uh, Twitter account. called, and And a lot of you might follow this Twitter account because I do. They're great. It's called The Melanin Plug. Yes. And they always just talk about black expressionism black beauty black success black womanhood, black manhood. you know black childhood you know all things black and it's just a beautiful um site where it's a beautiful page where they just talk about art issues our perspectives things like that and some things um they have talked about i don't necessarily understand Or have been involved in. But I get where they're coming from. Because it deals with something about being black. Mm -hmm. But this one thing. uh, They like to do uh, strings of things. And I love when they talk about black men in a positive light. Because that's we need that right now. Absolutely. And one of the um, strings of tweets that they were talking about was. You know black men just enjoying themselves in a positive non-threatening way because you know media would just say we are animals we're monsters we're threats and um they had a um three black guys and they were just like it looked like a college dorm area I don't know exactly or it could have just been a room and it was kind of dark in there but one was just on the piano one was like had a violin. One was rapping and they were just having a session and I just thought it was beautiful because it's like these three black men are so talented and they are living. You could just tell that they were enjoying themselves Mm -hmm. and just showing the world that you know, don't take my outer image and think you know me. Because I'm sure if you saw this, like the black man who was playing the violin, violin, you wouldn't think he was he was a violin player. And the person who was rap- rapping, he just wasn't rapping about stereotypical things. And the person who was playing the piano, they did not. Fifty stereotypes where the world would try to put them on, and I love that. And then there was a um, video of Little Uzi, I think the rapper Little or. I've heard of him, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't
1: know his music. Yeah,
0: but. I don't know his music, but like th- that's they said that too young it for me, right? Too young <laughs> for me, but. He was um, just vibing to the radio, and it was I can't think of a name, but I can't think of the uh, singer. But it was like a popular song from a white person, and he was just enjoying himself, of being black, being you know expressive, and not just being this hard-up black man that the media tries to put on. And but the last um, video really got to me in such a positive way. It was this. A dark-skinned guy who um, was wearing pink sunglasses he had a pink balloon and he was saying you know I hate when people try to police my masculinity because people always say why you like pink so much and he was like because I like the color why else do I need to give you any other answer other than right. I like this color he said first of all do your research he said pink started as a masculine color number one and number two he said because I fucking like it he was like I don't understand why you know me wearing a pink color has had like you know caters you to police my masculinity right. and he was like Um, I don't know why we can't walk around with a pink balloon in our hand and flowers on our shoes And then he cuts to his shoes and they have flowers on them and he was like that's me. This is what you know um, How I feel and I did some research on him and he's a heterosexual man But he doesn't let colors define him Mm -hmm. and he was saying, you know be part of He was like, there's a lot of beauty in the world. Be part of the beautiful part. Like, you know, support each other. Like, you know, just because I'm different than you doesn't make me anything, you know, weird or anything, you know, that should be talked about. Or less than. Or less than. Because it's
1: like, I'm not auditioning for your world. To fit in your world.
0: Absolutely.
1: This is my world. Right. This is my reality and this is what makes me happy. Yeah. You know, and um, a few friends and I also talked about how... You don't want to have to be giving people reasons and explanations every goddamn time you change something about yourself. You like this certain music. You go to this restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. stop questioning what I'm doing and just understand that this is what makes me happy. This is life. This is what I love, you know?
0: Right. So mm-hmm. I, just thought, I just thought that was interesting because, you know, people will say, you know, we have a lot of situations where people might dance a certain way or people might do this and they automatically are gay or they automatically are less of a man. And it's like, these things don't make you gay or less masculine you know and I just don't understand that because I'm like if we want to talk about the idea of what gay is or what homosexual is that's an attraction to another man if that man in question isn't attracted to another man I don't care what he's doing it's not gay right so same for
1: female if you want to shave your head or you want to wear baggy clothes it doesn't make you less of a woman right
0: So it's just like, if you see a woman and she wants to play football or she wants to play basketball, she could very well be going home to her husband or her boyfriend or just be attracted to men in general. So I just thought it was interesting. The last thing I want to bring up is my personal tweets, just because I see see a lot of this and it kind of goes with what I was just saying and it really hurts me in such a way because I feel like we can't afford this type of disconnect and i Mm -hmm. stated if you're a black man who isn't for the rights of black lgbt you're fighting for black patriarchy and black heteronormativity i said black lives matter means black lives not just the heterosexual and or male ones that some of you solely focus on and then i also say i'll keep bringing up the disconnect that black men have with black women and black lgbt because that matters because i see so many black men who talk about uh black lives matter but they never you know want to talk about black lgbt or black gay men or black gay women because you see us as less than or you see us as not important. And then, you know, when you talk about black women, you're talking about them in a negative light and then go a step further and say, I don't even like black women or I don't date black women. And it's like, everyone has their preference. I get that. But don't let that get in the way of what matters in the sense of to our white counterparts, to the racist ones, they just see us as a threat they see us as niggers they see us as beneath them and you are helping further that idea when you say things like that so you know because this uh i see a lot of black women who say you know black men always you know attack us but we'll be the first one to come and, um, you know, support them. Mm-hmm. And another black and for this to come from a black woman, I thought this was interesting. She was like, black gay men, black gay women, and heterosexual black women will come and support a black man before he does that for any of us. And I said that's so true. Because we are like, oh, you won't touch our black men. You won't hurt them and not hear from us. But if it's the other way around it's not really a big deal until one of you are affected so you know
1: it's a great point yeah so
0: it's just like i i want people to just understand that we are one body at the end of the day yeah. black lives matter means it doesn't like because when the police see me, when a racist person sees me, they don't know I'm gay. They don't know if you're a lesbian. They don't give you an
1: application. Yeah, they, don't, they don't give you an
0: application. They just see the color of your skin. Right. So before they can even get to all that, I could already be dead. I could already be raped. I could already be incarcerated. I could already be in a situation. Mm-hmm. So And then you yeah. leave
1: it up to them. To figure out why you're not the victim, but you're the cause in court. Right. So I, I love this this last point that you made. I, I think that's awesome. And I think more people um, should be aware of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, teaching one another and having these conversations about Black Lives Matter movement in general. Right. And how we can really create fortitude within the movement so that we can make things happen right
0: because even if you are a black man and you don't like someone's sexuality okay that's your preference no one is trying to tell you what to like But at the end of the day, you should just want to help somebody else that look like you because they look like you. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, I might have an issue with another black person. But at the end of the day, I don't want to see you in the middle of the street dead. I don't want to see you incarcerated. I don't want to see you taken away from your family. So I'm going to help you so we can move on and let all these other petty things aside. That's why I get upset with PWI versus HBCU and all the light skin versus dark skin because these are things that are cutting into you know what's supposed to make us whole so that was basically my topic this week is just to show different forms of black expression that you know one was my own but um, that associated with other things that I saw. But just to just say that like black people are tired, Black people are frustrated. Black people are trying to heal themselves. Black people are trying to heal others. and we are just trying to make it in this world. Absolutely. I love it. So yeah. Um, do you have a packed person? I do. Okay.
1: So um, my pack person is Asia Naomi King she plays pratt on how to get away with murder and i love her she's my girl crush right now um i binged the first season of how to get away with murder maybe two months ago and then you of course you guys know it just premiered and already on my nerve already got me on the edge of my seat trying to figure out what the hell happened because something always happens in how to get Away with Murder, and it's so good but it's so Frustrating. Yeah. But I just love her. I love her sass and I love her character. Um, I think, you know, she's mentally strong and, um, you know, she's educated and she's so smart but then also she's submissive to her feelings and you know she's real relatable for me she's
0: always coming in to save the day
1: she is she is um she's a great character um she's a great girl you know i follow her on twitter and you know i've looked her up of course but um she's my pack person um i could really say all of the cast of how to get away with murder are my pack people just because i love the show i'm here for it but um asia naomi king i really I know she's been in a few things before but I got introduced to her as an actress on How To Get Away With Murder. So I'm just excited to see where her career goes and I'm really interested in Asia right now. So you know check her out. I mean How To Get Away
0: With Murder really has a phenomenal cast. It does. I mean with my auntie Viola Davis leading the pack. (laughs) Okay mama. (laughs) It's just like and plus side note um she's her and Denzel just released the trailer. For Fences Yes Fences is literally one of my favorite plays Mm -hmm. Um, Big on theater Big on all of that So I'm excited I really need to find a way to see this to you know, experience for myself, but I've seen it like on video and everything. I
1: mean, Denzel and Viola. Denzel. I mean,
0: did like I mean iconic. Oh
1: my god! And,
0: and like because they 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 did this years ago, and I guess mm-hmm. they're doing like a you know a reup on this. Okay. but Viola okay. is phenomenal. Denzel is phenomenal.
1: And can I yeah. just say like her sexual relationship on the show? Yeah, it's just. So- so juicy and yeah. fulfilling. Yeah. I just I just yeah. love I just love all the cast and the storyline and yeah. everything about how to get Away with murder but um check them all out because yeah. i definitely have because when i love a show or i'm interested in people i always do my googles yeah. and i check them all out so yeah. you know research them research more about the show i'm sure you guys watch it of course yeah. you do
0: and i love that wes is british because you would yeah. never know that yeah. from him because he controls his accent so well so on the nice. show i love wes and yeah
1: he's a sagittarius
0: yeah he's great and, and like I love it. one thing i love to do especially for actors mm-hmm. and I mean I guess anybody in entertainment music musicians actors and everything I love to go on YouTube or the internet in general and just see their interviews Same. I love interviews yeah. and I love just hearing them speak about the roles that they're playing and the reason why they made this type of song or they're part of this type of production so right. really get to know them and one of the best interviewers is Viola Davis mm-hmm. because she talks so she she she's so beautiful in the way she speaks and she's so passionate and she wants you to understand how she got into every character that right. she ever played. She's changing the yeah. world and yeah. you can
1: see how much she wants to change the mm-hmm. world, you know, not just for acting but the way that black women are viewed in media and entertainment. Yeah. So I, I just love And her. then
0: it's like, you know, and she is just one of Quite a few black actresses right now that's really trying to change the world. Mm-hmm. Taraji. Carrie um, um, Washington. Yeah. Um, oh, man, she's your favorite. I can't think of her uh her name right now. She's my favorite. I mean, she's one of your favorite on blackish. What's her name? Oh, Tracy yeah, Ellis. Yeah, Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah, your girl. You know, like so many people. Asia, you know, mm-hmm. so many black actresses are really giving us these phenomenal worlds. I and mean, then you have people like Oprah Winfrey, who's trying to produce these phenomenal shows to Still give Yeah, fans. like, you know, like Queen Sugar and all mm-hmm. these things. You know, really trying to give that black female. Idea of the world and I think that's beautiful and an, another black female that um, Has been making headlines for a sadder situation But I just wanted to bring her up because I just think our youth have just been expressing themselves in such a special way Especially in the face of such racism so her name is Diana Oliphant um, it's O L I P H A N C. Sorry if I mispronounced it. But she is a Charlotte resident, and we know the issues that have been right. happening in Charlotte. And she was saying it's a shame. I mean, this girl doesn't look older than 11, 12. Okay. I mean, she's a Oh, baby. she's a child. She's a baby. Okay. <laughs> and she was on the stand in court, and I guess just, you know, talking, and the way she was just talking to these people, you would think like, why I can't believe this is coming from such a young child. She said, you know, this is the first time that she was like, I grew up in Charlotte and this is the first time I feel fear and sadness. She was like, it's a shame that our fathers and mothers are killed and we can't even see them anymore. She was like, it's a shame that we don't have them in our lives and we have to go to these grave sites and bury them. And she was just crying. And you know, the way she was articulating these words, I'm like, this child has been through so much Then. Half of us, maybe even most of us, would n- never imagine. Yeah. And I and she's my pack person because she is just one of many young people today that are just really speaking up for themselves and saying, like, we're just not children. We are children who see the world. We are we are children we're who are black hear children. you. We are black children who understand black issues in our families, in our households. We understand that, you know. These policemen and policewomen are killing our people, that they're killing our fathers and our mothers and our aunts and our uncles. And so, you know, I just had to bring her up because that's phenomenal to me. Like, I don't know how you guys would feel about that, but that's phenomenal to hear a young, and, you know, she had a little video clip and everything and CNN played it, and I'm sure other outlets played it, but just to hear someone so young express the issues that sometimes it's hard for us to put in words, Mm -hmm. and she's like, no, this is how I feel, because I see it every, you know, every day, I see it here, I'm sad, I'm scared, I'm fearful, and um, the last thing I want to bring up, because I was watching this earlier, and, and I guess BuzzFeed did this last year or really early this year and they had all their black BuzzFeed people that we see in their comedy skits and everything and they were saying like how does all this make you feel and people were tearing up people were saying like a lot of people were saying we're becoming numb to it and that's scary yeah that is very and scary because, and I'm like I get you though because you come to a situation where you know you see a black person dying and it's like... Here's another hashtag. Here's another situation. And someone was like... I'm becoming numb to becoming numb. And I'm like... That's frightening because... This should not be... The ordinary thing. This shouldn't right. be... Something that we are used to seeing. We shouldn't be like another hashtag. Yeah. Right. video. And I'm like... And I'm like... We can't fault these people for feeling like this because... How how do we combat of, you know, dealing with our issues with this, but also living, still living our life? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we still have to go on and go to work and go to school and be social and deal with police and deal with co-workers and deal with racism. Right. So it's like, you know, on one hand, it's like it's being numb, the only way to get through it. And then it's like, because once I feel, because somebody was saying how, you know, every time they think about it, they started crying. Yeah. And I'm like what do we do? So I just thought it was interesting that BuzzFeed was saying, you know, all these people and they were like, well, you know, in one word or in a couple words, how would you describe these police men and women who are doing this? And they were like, they're cowards, they're weak. And one guy was like, how can you have all this you know that this entire uniform on you this badge these weapons and still see us as a threat yeah. because you're the one in power so i just think that people especially black people are just extremely mm-hmm. fed up so shout out to Ziana um to just being that you know person in her generation that says hey i see what is going on doesn't matter how old i am i'm going to say how i feel because I'm sharing the thoughts, not only for me, but for the people who look like me.
1: Well, um, speaking of Ziana, um, I'm sure a lot of her role models like Yara Shahidi and Zendaya and Sky Jackson who, and, um, what's the other girl's name? Uh, she was in the Hunger Games. Amanda Lee.
0: Amanda La, Amanda La. Amanda La Yeah. Um,
1: you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um. But they're speaking on these issues. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that yeah. because for the youth, it's opening their eyes because it's not about what you're wearing, what magazine cover you're on. It's, we're speaking on real things that affect my black skin just like it affects your black skin you know this is real and it's real relatable and it's our reality and um you know a lot more black parents are teaching their kids about you know when you go to school or if you see this happening or you know make sure you come straight home there are just so many different things happening within this uh, within this reality and i hate to say reality but it's our reality it's our reality and i never Have considered how a child feels about this Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I am so focused on protecting our children but this is just as much as their day-to-day as it is ours
0: yeah I feel like that wall of trying to hide this from them it has been taken down you know I think you know and I think we all have that idea of this is more of a Situation where adults should like, let take, us care, us of take them. care of it, right? And while you kids just be kids, you
1: know, be woke, yeah. but
0: you know, yeah, it's okay. Worry honey. about you know Get your good school world, you exactly. You know, worry about you know going to the library with your mm. friends. You know what I mean? But but that's but, that's but it's so real, real. It's real because you know how can we say we're trying to protect you where you know. When you you're, could be the next one. When, when you're the next, when you could be the next one, or your father was the one who was shot, or your mother, or your big brother, or your family friend, or, you know, that person at church that was your mentor, mm-hmm. like, how can we say, you know, don't worry about this when the sad sad thing about it everyone needs to worry about it hell when i see a police car around me when i'm in my car i i am internally freaking out and i'm not ashamed to say that because I could be the next one mm-hmm. and I don't want to be a hashtag I don't want to be Same. on CNN I don't want to be in the middle of the street where my blood is running out of my body and my mother is crying uncontrollably and you know we're making tweets about me I don't want to be that I don't yeah. want that to happen to anybody else so how can we stop all this so I mean, sir.
1: I go on walks to work out and I might see a police yeah. car and I, I instantly look around me mm-hmm. and turn my music down I'm like who's by me Yeah. who would witness this like let me get my foot because you know you just oh you just are living in fear and mm-hmm. you know um I just I just want to leave with this because I, I saw this tweet and I was just like oh that just kind of sums it all up in a way when we're talking about black and black crime versus these police killings mm-hmm. is that black people aren't killing each other because they're black
0: yeah right they're not right
1: So, for all these people who are like, oh, well, I don't really care about this or, you know, first we need to figure out black-on-black crime. Well, it's like, we're not killing each other simply because we're black. Right. That's
0: what police are doing. Yeah. And that's an issue we need to solve immediately. Right. I think it's interesting because, you know, I'll be the first one to say, I'll be the first one to say that black-on-black crime is an issue because it Mm -hmm. However, when you have police authority killing somebody for the situations of why they've been killing people such as not having my turning signal on or a stalled car or selling loose cigarettes, that's an issue because if things like this was happening in a black community, okay, let's deal with that. Okay, that's fine. But... When you have someone who went to school for this, who went to training to be a community servant, to be a protector of the community, and now you went from protecting to being the threat because... This you know it's sad to say that like a black person killing a black person is but none but none of these people went to school to be a police officer to uphold the law y'all went to uphold the law and you're not doing that so until we get that situation together I think you know every like it's hard because I get it like I get it like it's hard to say that you know we can't care about black on black community black on black crime because if someone shoots you you're dead. I get that but on the other hand police shouldn't be doing this and I struggle with that all the time because we see so many conversations I've been in conversations where it's like okay so what do we put our energy towards and it's like I think it's such a convoluted situation because people are saying, well, take away from gu- take away the guns. And I'm like, the guns ain't necessarily the issue. Yes, I'm not here for gun violence. But then again, if we didn't have guns, they'll find another way to kill us. So it's just kind of like, we need to end this idea of racism. We need to end this idea of hate crimes because no one should be killing each other. I just, you know, I... That, that could be a whole another two-hour conversation, but I just wanted to end with this that, you know, not only do we have to deal with people killing us, no matter if you're black on black crime or a police brutality person killing, or if you're a racist person killing a black person, we also have to deal with systematic racism every single day. So that means if i go into the store perfect example i was in a supermarket the other day and i was using a checkout line and there was white people all around me and the worker did not check them out for anything they didn't ask them if they needed help or any assistance but as soon as they saw me they ran over to me looked at everything in my car and was like do you need anything do you need any help and when i said no i'm fine as i'm purchasing everything that's in my car make, you know, using my credit card to buy everything that I need. They're trying to make small talk with me until I'm done. And I'm like, this is racism. This is, yeah. It, this is a version of racism. It's just, is it isn't just you, you shooting me. It isn't just you incarcerating me. It's the day to day of I'm deemed as untrustworthy because you see the color of my skin. Because if you were doing this for, you know, for me, why weren't you doing this for everybody else who was buying things? The difference was I was the only black person that was in that square of buying things. So I think that's something that we need to remember as well is that not only do we need to combat people who might shoot you and kill you, we need to combat the situation where every single day being black is deemed as criminal in general. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all I had to say.
1: Well, what tea do you got for us this week? Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I do have a tea, but Okay, you want me to? Go? Yes, please. Okay. Oh, no I have it. All so right. sorry I'm here. So it's all about because like I love to, like, have clean clothes like everyone else, but don't you hate, I'm sorry, this is, I know this is so a topic, but don't you hate when, like, you wash clothes and you're like, ooh, I'm going to wear this sweater, this jacket, but then there's a stain that just doesn't come out? Mm-hmm. Well, I found a way to get these stains out for the kids. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to post this on uh, Tanner Denise. And I am so sorry, guys. Um, it just went away again <sighs> Reina just go you
1: guys it's such a beautiful day but the Sun is shining the sky is blue um I saw this tweet someone said uh, walk as if the trees in the wind are celebrating you mm-hmm. and you know that just it just made my soul pop
0: okay <laughs> so I have it again guys okay. I'm prepared So, if you have a grass stain, you know, you might be playing with the kids, playing with the dog, playing baseball, you know, you might have been playing Frisbee at the picnic and you fell down because you're clumsy and now you need to wash your clothes. So, you can use vinegar, like white vinegar, apple cider vinegar. Mm -hmm. Vinegar in general is literally the greatest of all time. Um, Say if you're watching Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder and you're drinking wine with your girls, especially red wine and... Things get crazy and you jump out of your seat or you know you're laughing and your glass shakes and gets on your outfit. You can use white wine to combat red wine. Um, say if you're cooking fried chicken and that grease, on you, grease gets on you, use soda. Um, say if you cut yourself. Use hydrogen peroxide for the blood, white chalk for oil. Um, if you get coffee stains, Raina, um you ah. can use baking soda because you're a coffee drinker you might get coffee on you okay um deodorant stains um use you can use denim um like i guess denim material to get it out which i think is interesting if you have sweat stains say if you've been pumping that iron you can use lemon juice if you have lipstick on and that gets on your collar or something where you know if you're a cheater and you need to get that color, uh, that stain off before you go back to the messes. Mm-mm. You can use baby wipes. Um, it, to get ink out, use milk, which I think is very interesting. And then, if you have makeup on, you can use shaving cream. Okay.
1: So. Those are fun. Those
0: are fun little ditty ditties to get your life together.
1: Right. Because sometimes shout don't always do it.
0: Shout don't always do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It don't shout it out always.
1: Okay. I'm going to try that.
0: Okay. So it's your tea?
1: So you guys, I love fall. So um, I'm so excited to pumpkin decorate this year Mm. uh I you're that girl I am that girl I haven't done it since college um my sorority actually held a like fall festivities um event during their week and it was all like pumpkin decorating and face decorating it was so much fun and so that I don't know that was like three or four years ago so um you know I was telling my mom well let's decorate a little bit with some pumpkins a little fun stuff for the house there are a lot of kids on the street and you know I I just love the shit So I found different ways to decorate pumpkins, not just getting the stencil and taking the knife and cutting out the triangle for the eyes and the mouth, but um, I found different methods for pumpkin decorating. So you can take a drill, and you can drill holes in a pattern in the pumpkin and set a tea light in it, and it, you know, reflects this design that you created you can take crayons and attach them to the top of the pumpkin take a blow dryer and melt them and they just kinda create like this melted colorful pumpkin Uh, You can also take Sharpies and paint. And instead of drilling through the pumpkin, they can just kind of sit there on the porch. Maybe they're not, you know, lit or, you know, you don't put that tea light candle in it. But you can just paint them with Sharpies and different markers. So I'm excited to create this year. And so I'll share these different methods on TD. Maybe you want to host an event for your organization. Maybe you just want a pumpkin in your house or whatever the hell you want to do with it. But I just thought that this would be some fun fall festivities to do. That's
0: cute. Especially mm-hmm. for kids, cause kids love that shit. Yeah, well,
1: I guess I'm a big kid now. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're a big kid now. So, my inspiration, I guess, for this week, I was at church Sunday, and it was phenomenal. the The sermon was really good, and it was all about not letting things that sh- that that you okay over there? Yeah, fine. <laughs> sorry, you guys. There's a net in here, and I'm gonna
1: lose my shit.
0: Okay,
1: (laughs) if you hear me clap, it's because I got it.
0: Okay, so it was all about trying to move forward and trying to, you know, get closer with God, trying to basically not only get closer with God, but live live in the purpose that he has for you. But somehow you can't get there because things that you need to let go you're not letting go yeah things that have a hold on to you you won't shake it off and so um the pastor at this church he loves to do a lot of demonstrations and I think you know demonstrations are so great because sometimes people need that visual Mm -hmm. so he got one of the young men out of the audience and he was like put your arms around me as I try to walk towards like the word and the word is supposed to represent God and you know his peace and his purpose for you And the much and the more that he tried to walk forward, the more what was holding him back was pulling him back. And he was like, that's the first thing that I want to show you is that we allow things that God is saying loose for yourself to hold you back. And then he was like, but we also put ourselves in danger when um, we start to loosen stuff up and we feel like you know, everything that God want us to go through, not only, you know, his blessings, but the trials that he want us to go through, the lessons that he want us to learn. Then we start pushing, you know, the word away. And it's like, you know what? I don't really want to go through all that. So we start, you know, going back with the stuff that we're not supposed to go with. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, we even try to get his boat as to try to change the path. And then we run into, you know, issues and problems and you know things that we didn't think was possible that could have happened that's negative and then we try to run back to God for blessings but we don't we don't accept him for everything that he wants us because God just doesn't want us to continually be blessed and not learn anything he wants us to grow as people he wants us to learn so we can fully understand and accept his purpose absolutely and then so um I just thought that was really interesting because you know, We find ourselves a lot doing that. We find ourselves a lot going into things that we know we need to let go. No matter if it's internal, physical, uh, another person, a situation that we just know is not good for our development, we keep on to it. But then when things... You know, because I feel like God always puts us in a situation where things get better. And then we feel like it's a block in the roads and we never want to go for it because now it's hard. And he's like, no, because once you get over this little hump of this lesson, it's going to be so much better. And then another thing that he was talking about... he had a demonstration of he was like God is trying to fill you with his blessings his love his mercy and all this he was like but how can God fill you when you already filled with something else mm-hmm. so you gotta question yourself of what you feel with he said because some of us is filled with a lot of bs to be honest and so he filled up this cup and he was like he was like, okay, so you already filled up with all this nonsense and all this negativity and all these things that won't help you grow. He said, what if God tried to pour his blessings in you now? And then he started pouring in this overflow cup. He said, now everything that I'm pouring now is hitting the table. He was like, because why would God pour into you if you already feel Because everything he's trying to pour into you is just going to go to waste. Right. And I said, you better preach because <laughs> that's true. How can you feel something or somebody when you already feel with that. he was like so you need to empty so he had another cup and he was like now that he was like and being empty ain't easy he was like because now you have to let go of some things he was like and it's not the things that you don't care about he was like because it's easy to let go of those things but you need to you know sometimes let go of people that are not for your benefit you need to sometimes let go of the things that you know you shouldn't be doing you need to let go of the things that is hindering your success your progression your growth your you know your life, you know, and he was like, and once you start doing that, your cup can be filled. So it was really great. So then, um, he was calling up for people for prayer, and I heard something. Well, I know it was God because, like, I I don't know how to explain it. You know, you just know when God is talking. Oh, absolutely. And he told me to get up And like get up for prayer And I did not at first I was like no I don't I don't like need it or And not that I don't need it Because you always need prayer But like I'm okay Like Mm -hmm. I don't need him To pray for me right now And I said you know what Like I'm going to get into The prayer line And he was just You know It's just like he knew Everyone's situation And then when he got to me He was like I just want you to know That God knows that you're great And he wants you to know That you're great And he was like you know I see that I, I could see it, and I can feel you, that you are, you know, trying to figure your way out. And he was like, don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Don't worry about the compare and contrast. And I think that was interesting because it kind of goes with what um, that girl was saying in her tweets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and you know, it's not that I, I don't think I do this all the time, but you definitely fall into that idea of like, okay, well, this person's doing this and this person's doing that. It's like, okay, where is my you know, where's my journey? Where's my path? And it's not necessarily because of jealousy or anything like that. It's just you don't want to feel lost. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, I think for me that was everything because sometimes we do forget that we are great that we have something to give to the world that we have talents that god has given us no matter if your talent is speaking or um if you are supposed to be like the best medical person or if you're supposed to be a great social worker whatever the case may be is that never look at someone else's lane because your lane is something that like has never happened before because it has never been happened by you. Right. So I just, you know, for anybody who's going through, you know, trying to find yourself or trying to get away from things that you know that is not good for you or, you know, wondering why God hasn't blessed you, what you think he should give you, is maybe he's trying to wait until you empty yourself of things that you shouldn't be holding on to or, you know, letting go of some things that is not ultimately good for you. And just know that he sees greater in you than you a lot of times see greater in yourself. So that was just my little inspiration.
1: It's like shed your flesh and like fill your spirit. Yeah. And so, um, I, I mean, I guess for inspiration this week, I just kind of want to share a small testimony. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so my computer broke. I don't know maybe a few months ago and let me tell you something like I'm definitely a computer girl I love to be on my computer it just ugh, it's just, everything about my computer is just so awesome and I really don't love to be doing things on my phone like sending an email or checking in an app like you know things for me are just a little bit easier on the on the computer I love the layout whatever so um I was researching and it was gl- my screen was glitching and my computer was beeping and it wouldn't stay on and it just wasn't working and I have a MacBook and the, like my computer costs one thousand five hundred and something dollars and I just don't have that so I was down in the dumps you know I was upset about it and I just put it off I just kind of let it be and I'm like one day I'll fix it or when I have the money for this part or when I can pay Apple Care to diagnose the problem whatever the case may be. So, I had a dream that my computer worked. I tried it and it worked. That was my dream. I opened it up and it worked. And so I said, okay, let me play with it. Let me try it. Let me see what's going on. So, I turned it on and it wasn't working. And, you know, I had my mom helping me try to look up stuff and research and figure out. And so, Finally I'm like okay I found a solution so I'm trying to unscrew the screws on my laptop and I can't get them out because we don't have a tiny ass flathead to get the screws out. So now I'm jiggy rigging shit and I finally get it open and then I'm taking the part out like the internet said but it still wasn't working for my computer. So I'm frustrated at this point. I think we're on hour three by now of me trying to figure this out and just like oh fuck it. But I'm like no keep going like I need my computer to work. So I get back on the internet and you know I search different things with different words and see what happens and finally I found the solution. I had to delete everything off my computer um, and you know start it over from scratch and re download sorry guys and re download Windows and uh, not Windows, re download um, Microsoft. Is that what it's called? Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint? Sure. Okay. I had to redownload all that stuff. But, um, you know, it finally worked like my dream said. So all I have to say is follow your dreams. And, you know, in my dream, nothing told me how it would work or how long it would take to get it to work. But I finally got it to work through commitment and persistence. And I know for me, I want to do things or i may start something but i may not finish it because it might get hard, or because you know i i just get lazy with it but i think god is teaching me that i need to be more persistent and committed to things if i really want them to work out for me if I really want them to be a part of my life or if I really want to learn from them you know I this whole year I feel like I've been trying to learn obedience and so um this happened right before the weekend I got my computer fixed and then like I said I've been feeling all of this great energy and I've been feeling you know I mapped out some stuff for 2017 and I've been um consistent with, you know, learning more about God and making sure, you know, I've been block scheduling my days and making sure I'm getting things done that I want to get done that I feel like I need to get done. So just, you know, figure it out. And I had to empty everything off my computer. So maybe I had to rid of some stuff, you know, like you were saying. So that's all I have to say is just, you know, if you really want something to work out for you, work hard through it, through the frustration, have patience and, um, you know, follow your dreams and accomplish them and exceed your own goals. And, Do something every day to fill the gap between your daily reality and where you want to be.
0: Yeah, I think that's interesting because, you know, we all throughout the year, we talked about obedience, patience, persistence. And the pastor was saying like, and he loves to bring up the story, but it's so prevalent. He was like, you know, just think about the woman with the issue of blood. Like everyone was saying like, this can't be done. This can't be done. And she fought her way just to touch the hem of his garment. And she was like, because if I can just touch the hem of your garment, I know you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And I think God is just, you know, and that story alone just wraps up everything. You know, we talk about how, um, you know, how... Obedient are you? How desperate are you? How all these things? And she was desperate to get that help. And you were desperate to get your computer to work for XYZ reason. So I think, you know, Emory, and now, like, as I go on, I'm like, God, if I can just touch the hem of your garment, Mm -hmm. if I can just get here, if I can just, you know, find a way to get from this issue, I can get to the next step. And I think that's so important and just finding yourself, period, and to get through this craziness of the world because you can't automatically, I mean, that that's not the word, you can't, um, well, I guess you can't automatically in general, like, stop what's happening around you, but you can, I guess, <laughs> I guess you can, Decide how you're going to handle the situation. I yeah. guess what I'm trying to say or stop
1: getting yeah. in your own way Right or, yeah.
0: or or stop getting your own way. So I just thought that was awesome to you know, really just Hear all these different things because I think we get in our own way and we I think we you know, try to figure out everything on our, like by ourselves. And we forget that, you know, people are going through it and we forget to talk about it. We forget to pray about it. We forget to really, you know, look at ourselves and say, this is what I'm going through. Yeah. But if I can just get over this hump, I know it's going to be better. So, yeah.
1: Well, that's our show. Um, that's our show. I hope you guys, uh, you know, I've really been thinking about these last three months of mm-hmm. the year and how, um, I want to u- utilize them to propel my 2017. Yeah. And so I really just, you know, think that everyone should really focus on themselves for these last few months. Absolutely. And making, and, and figuring out who you are and who you want to be, and really each day living in that truth. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when you do, you only make yourself better. You know, you can serve your purpose, and you can do what God's asking you to do, but you can also be of service to other people and then to yourselves ultimately you know what I mean so I just you know I leave you guys with just be great and you know really utilize each and every single day to do the things that you love and you know be unapologetically you
0: yeah living your purpose living your truth love and be loved this has been Tanner Denise follow us on underscore Tanner Denise um if you have any topic or social minute or pack person or anything that you want us to talk about or you want to share with us in general please dm us at underscore tanner denise we would love to hear what you guys have to say
1: and we love your feedback
0: and we love your feedback so you
1: know if you love an episode please share it with us we appreciate you all for listening and
0: share with your friends mm-hmm. and follow us on soundcloud and itunes um because then you'll never miss a beat
1: you'll never miss an episode well i'm mark i am Ray roger that
0: and this is Tana denise